This time on Past Deadline, this week's news in 60 seconds and a conversation with Teresa Holmesy about the 2019 Clariact Campus Safety Report. I'm your host, the other Ben, Ben Jodway, and this is Past Deadline, your behind-the-scenes look at Central Michigan life. Here's this week's news in 60 seconds. In an email sent to campus on January 8th, CMU President Bob Davies outlined the university's efforts to make vaccinations accessible to anyone who wants them. He said CMU will administer vaccines while remaining within guidelines from the U.S. Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, CDC, and the Michigan Department of Health and Human Services. The phases will begin with frontline medical workers, then other essential workers and work its way down. CMU celebrated Martin Luther King Jr. Day this week with a community peace service on Monday. The two-hour event had several speakers talk about his legacy and the importance of continuing his work. On Wednesday, the mother of Trayvon Martin, Sabrina Fulton, spoke about her experiences and the future of racial injustice. On Wednesday, CM Life spoke to Lance Wood, the president of College Democrats at CMU, and Olivia Ammerman, president of the College Republicans. They spoke about what the inauguration means to their respective RSOs. Read all these stories and more at cm-life.com. That was this week's news in 60 seconds. Up next, we talked to Teresa Holmesy about the Clary Report. And here we are with Teresa Holmesy to talk about the recent uh, CMU PD uh, safety report that just came out and released right before we got back uh, from our break. So, Teresa, um, now this is like a yearly thing, and this is actually 2019. Just to clarify, this is 2019's report. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, have you looked at these safety reports before or worked on them? No, um, so I cover CMUPD, um, obviously for CM Life, but in past years, it's just been whoever is the beat reporter for CMUPD. So this is my first time looking at the report, but the report also includes numbers from uh, 2017. So it includes 2017, 2018, and 2019. And the report, um, it's the Cleary report. It's this annual um, report required by the, you know, the federal, the, the US government, um, basically every university that receives federal funding um, needs to submit a campus, an annual campus safety report. I'm so sorry. Um, but yeah, that's, um, yeah, that's great. So why, why does it include all the way back from 2017? Is that just included in the Clary Act itself? Yeah, it's just so you could see um, the change between you know, the last three years. Okay. Uh, why did it only come, come out now? So um, it's a report that covers the entire statistics from the preceding year. And it takes a while to release it. Normally it's published in October, but because of COVID, they push back the deadline to December. And I get that it covers, like, it's a full report of 2019, the 2019 um, entirely the 2019 fiscal year. Um, and I get that it's gonna be outdated um, and a little bit irrelevant because we're in 20, 
we're we just completed 2020 and so whatever happened in 2019 seems like it was ages ago but yeah. what was the most surprising development to you in this report um development i wouldn't i wouldn't call it a development but as far as trends go mm -hmm. um the story that i released focused on the number of campus drug violations and um, drug law arrests um, they've significantly decreased. So <clears throat> the violations um, that happened on CMU's campus decreased by about 38% from the, between 2018 and 2019. Um, and that is definitely a direct result of the legalization of recreational marijuana. Um, in 2018, there were about 117 incidents that were that received some sort of disciplinary action and in 2019 that would drop down to 73 so that's a pretty big change um and another thing that is important to understand about the the violations um i was just talking about the violations but there's also a separate category that focuses on just drug law arrests mm -hmm. um in 2019 there were no drug law arrests made but in um 2018, there were about 31 that CMUPD made on campus. So when I was going in and speaking to Mike about, um, you know, CMUPD Lieutenant Mike um, Sinkevich, I wanted to clarify like the language between those two things. Cause I'm like, what's the difference between these drug law arrests and what's the difference between like drug law violations. Um, and so the violations are basically reported by, you know, say someone is um, smoking weed in their dorm, um, the residence hall director like gets news of it and then they, you know, they write it up and they send it to student conduct and it doesn't involve CMUPD at all. Um, so that's why those violations still exist, but the laws have ceased to exist, the drug law arrest, because it's now um, a civil infraction if you are smoking weed on campus or if you're you know using it under 18 um and you will not get arrested for a civil infraction okay what is anymore. a civil infraction before we go on just to clarify that you know um i wish i was an expert on um these terms but from what i understand a civil infraction is just like a ticket okay um and it's not enough to warrant you to get sent to jail and um previously like before marijuana was legalized, <clears throat> um, it was a misdemeanor mm -hmm. to have it, and you would you would go to jail, and you know you would go through the whole process of having to get out. And yeah, I'm not an, I'm not a legal expert, so I want to make sure that if I do mess anything up, um, this is just from my okay. understanding, and it's not the most yeah. So now that now student conduct records uh, the the weed violation. So what what does that mean? What happens to the students? Um, I'm not really entirely sure on the whole process, but from what I understand, um, if you are caught with, you know, marijuana in your dorm room or just on campus, um, they treat it more like they treat alcohol violations. So your RHD will find out about it and they'll just go through the process. And I guess it's um, really depending on like the circumstances. I get, I'm not really sure about the entire process, mm. but the key thing is that 
it's basically like having alcohol. Uh, from that, uh, there are some other trends in the report that, that you highlighted, such as stalking. Uh, was that part of like some serial case or was just, that just an odd trend that happened? Yeah. Um, so the previous yeah. year, um, the, the 2018, um, so this is the 2019 report. Mm -hmm. In the 2018 report, that was covered by Melissa Frick, and she focused more on um, sexual assault numbers because uh, rape had increased by about three times, um, and by increased by, like by by tripling it, you know the incidents are pretty low um, that are are on the report, you know. So it's just a matter with with sexual misconduct. It's just a matter of reporting. Um, personally, I don't think that the report has an accurate number and is it, it's it, it's an accurate gauge of sexual assault that happens on campus. Um, in 2018, there were only seven um, reports of rape. And um, that was a decrease from the previous year. The previous year was 12, and then it went down to, to seven. Um, and that was the exact opposite of what happened the previous year. So the numbers are kind of like this. Whenever I spoke with the CMUPD, they said that those numbers are within range for what they expect to get. So they're not really necessarily out of the ordinary. Um, same thing with like the number of the reports of domestic violence and the reports of stalking. Um, those increased, those tripled from, you know, three incidents in 2018 to 13 in 2019. And whenever I asked about like this, this is, you know, this seems like a big increase. They just kind of were like, it's a matter of who reports it um, and okay. whether or not these incidents get reported. Well, why, why do you, just to back up a little bit, you said that you didn't think they were, that the report was very accurate, especially on like rape numbers. Why do you think that? Well, there, when you consider just like the annual sexual assaults that happens on college mm -hmm. campuses, um, I've heard this statistic my entire life. Um, one in five women experience, like get, you know, are sexually assaulted. Um, I'm sure the numbers are even higher for just general sexual harassment or sexual misconduct. Um, and so seven cases being reported for an entire year on a college campus in 2019 as well. It's not like, it's not 2020 because that, that number is going to be, I don't know what that number is going to be, but it's definitely not going to be accurate um, or very reflective of like what an average year is because everyone got sent home um, for a while, but, and people aren't interacting as much, but we're looking at 2019 and the fact that it says there's seven reports of rape like just from what I know from speaking to my friends and from just interacting with like young women um, who go to CMU, like that's not, that doesn't really reflect the national numbers um, or like the statistics that we see when it comes to, you know, it's a, it's a really common occurrence. And so seven, seven reports doesn't really line up with the fact that there's about 19,000 students um, at CMU. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I know this report only covers 2019, but did you have the opportunity to talk about what 2020 numbers could look like? So that is something that comes up a lot when I meet with um, Mike. We meet every single week and mm -hmm. 
Um, we do the crime log, we go over like what's happened in the week. Um, I also did a ride along um, on Halloween and that night everyone, you know, you're sitting in the cop cruiser and you can hear them communicating over the radio and they were all just kind of astonished at how quiet it was. You know, there were a few calls about like people being loud and partying, but for the most part, like this this past year, 2020, from speaking to the cops has been very unusual. Um, most, what what usually drives crime, um, according to the, the logs and the, the officers that I've been speaking to is football games. Mm -hmm. um, and people from outside of CMU coming to CMU to attend a football game. But then when you look at this past year, there's been no events, no huge gatherings. Um, people are trying to, you know, isolate themselves as well. There's been a few parties, of course, but like for the most part, people, CMU students at least seem to be following guidelines and adhering to them. So they, their, the reports that they've been coming out with this past year have been kind of down. Um, so I will find out, I guess, in a, an entire year from now, um, really how much the numbers have changed, but it seems like it's going to be next to nothing, especially when you consider that this semester in the spring, um, you guys all went home Yeah. in like March. So, yeah. So, um, Speaking about the future report and any other report, what should what should our readers uh, keep a lookout for if they decide to look at these reports? Um, I guess that's just, you know, it's hard to say because it really does vary. Um, I think when we were just talking about sexual assault, um, the fact that the numbers are always so low on the reports. <clears throat> it's important to understand that it's not actually reflective of how many, um, you know, incidents actually occur on campus. So that's something to keep in mind. And obviously um, we want there to be fewer cases of sexual assault, but if the numbers do increase, um, that can just mean that more people are reporting it. And that's something that whenever I speak to CMUPD, they really encourage people to come forward because even though there are like a lot of natural stigmas and fears about coming forward and reporting things like, it, it's a whole thing. Um, there is a really, really great story that I'd like to bring back um, into the spotlight. It was published a couple years ago. It was published in 2018, I think, um, about the process of reporting sexual assault and all of your options and all of the resources that are available. And I think that stuff does need to be uh, made known. Um, if not people, like if people don't wanna go forward and you know create a whole investigation, that's completely understandable because it is a very traumatic experience um, and it's difficult to talk about. Um, I do wanna say like, at CMU, they do try really hard to be very respectful. Um, and that is definitely one of their priorities is making people feel comfortable in reporting. Um, I know that the process has significantly changed um, from you know the last 20 years, like there's a lot more respect and 
in the past there was probably more pressure on the the I don't want to say victim um, the survivor I know that that's a change just the the terminology that we use to to talk about sexual assault um, I know that in the past like it was always on the survivor to prove the fact that it happened um, and from you know speaking to different resources they've really tried to change that approach to in, immediately just believing the survivor and mm -hmm. going for it. so that that just in that that little approach has changed so i want to let people know that if they have experienced something that there are resources that are available for them and although the cleary report you know to tie it back to the report doesn't necessarily reflect the realities um you know, they're not alone and that there are reasons why they should, you know, speak to someone about it, if not necessarily to cause a complete investigation. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Anything else you hope people take away or? Um, I guess if we, my main focus with this article was about the campus drug violations. I didn't really mm -hmm. focus much on sexual assault because it is, I think it's deserving of its own, um, story and hopefully I might start working on that. I want to like have a more accurate, see if I can get a more accurate gauge of how much sexual assault actually happens at CMU. Um, but that aside, um, I guess the, the whole, as far as drugs are concerned and the liquor law violations, which have also decreased, a lot of changes in the report are just a matter of law like the law changes and therefore the number of um, cases also changes. So, you know, with recreational marijuana being made legal, that's obviously why there's fewer, there's no um, drug law arrests mm -hmm. anymore. And the same thing happened with um, alcohol. So uh, in 2018, they changed it from a first offense, minor in possession, um, they would no longer like arrest that. That was just a civil, inf a civil infraction. So that same, the same thing happened with drugs. And this I know is very confusing at times and I can kind of be all over the place when I'm talking about it. But essentially I'm saying changes that we see in the report also can reflect changes that are actually happening in the real world um, yeah. on a broader sense. And I think that's really interesting that, you know, something that seems so distant, like a state passing this law does have immediate effects in our day-to-day -day lives. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you, Teresa. I think that's all the questions I had. I think we, we covered, covered pretty much everything about the report. Thank you so much for talking with me and talking about this. Um, yeah. Uh, let's make sure that, you know, people who do suffer from sexual assault can get those resources too. Uh, that's very important. And, um, yeah, thank you for talking about me. Uh, talking not about me, but with me, I mean. Okay, uh, <laughs> that's fine. All right. All right, well, thank you for having me. Um, also, great job on the story that you just published, um, Ben. I wanted thank to bring you. that to light, so. Thank you. You've been listening to Past Deadline, a production of the CM Life Podcast Division. Every story referenced in this episode can be found at our website, cm-life.com. To keep up with us, 
Follow us on social media at Central Michigan Life on Instagram, SEM Life on Twitter, or like and follow the Central Michigan Life Facebook page. I've been your host, the other Ben, Ben Jodway, and this has been Past Goodline. Until next week, so long and stay informed.